you've got to start manipulating your environment. You need to have the habits that can help you get where you want. You're spending too much time on social media. You're spending too much time on this. You're wasting too much time on that. Assess what works for you and assess what doesn't work. Do the things that help you. And I think it's as simple as just stop wasting your time. Because don't do the things that give you a low return on an investment. Your energy is a currency. So spend it wisely. Simply put, do all the things that will help you get to where you want and get rid of everything else that pulls you away. It's as simple as identify, as simple as being aware. Of course, there is a component of action that you need to take. Now, that action is on you. I can only do so much. I can only give you the awareness. I can only give you the, the tools to help you get the awareness. Although the action's up to you at the end of the day. So whether you stick by your parameters, whether you stick to your limitations and boundaries, it's up to you. I can tell you what's good for you. I can tell you what's bad for you. Actually, I can't tell you that. Only you can tell you that. I can recommend things. I can give you personal experience, but what works for me might not work for you. Therefore, you have to do all the work. Do us a quick favor, guys. Hit the follow subscribe button. Share this with someone who would benefit from it. And help us grow, as the more we grow, the better the episodes we get. Thanks, guys, for helping us. And let's get into the episode. And he's here. He is here. Cristiano has entered the building. Welcome, wherever you are, to the Old Trafford Theatre. Welcome to this episode of the Sculpted Podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about how to confine your own matrix. So, a lot of people these days talk about the matrix. You know, everyone's saying escape the matrix. Depends who you listen. But in this episode, we're doing the exact opposite of that. We're going to be talking about how you can create your own matrix so that you can succeed. So what we're going to be talking about is how you can manipulate your environment, setting intentional boundaries and restrictions, selective associations, aligning your actions with your goals, and overcoming challenges. Through these five parameters, you were able to make your own matrix and make that matrix 10x what you're trying to do. It will get you so much further by sticking in these five things. Your progress will go like this. So the first topic that we're going to be talking about is how to manipulate your environment. And what we're trying to do here is basically it's, it, it's environmental optimization. So everything you do has a purpose and it can get you close to where you want to go. Now, that is basically the summary of your environment and how it can help you get to where you want to go. Now, keeping that in mind, you look at the world as now into a library. So everything you do has purpose. I've spoken about this before. Drinking water, purpose. Going to sleep early, purpose. Getting ready for training, purpose. Everything that you do has purpose to where you want to go. Everything in your environment is helping you get closer to where you want to go. The spatial manipulation of which you do increases your chances of getting to where you want to go. So making sure that your environment around you is in alignment with your goal. So let's think about that as, okay, I am an 18-year-old right now and I'm in Germany, right? That's literally me right now. So... If I was to create my own matrix for me to thrive in, okay, 
instantly, I can think, I don't want distractions. What do I do? Okay. I know that I can, you know, design my situation to get rid of the distractions. How do I get rid of the distractions? Okay. I do this. I do that. I start to manipulate and optimize my environment. Through this process, you know, I can use trial and error. I can try this, try that, different ways of doing it. Uh, but the main goal is to optimize your environment and make sure that you can really refine it to get where you want. Now, basically, getting rid of the bad habits, it could look like you're spending too much time on social media. You're spending too much time on this. You're wasting too much time on that. It's very similar to the last episode that we did about how we all have the same 24 hours. So optimizing your environment to get rid of the distractions so that you're more and more efficient with your time. That's how you can manipulate your environment because we all have the same 24 hours. And if you haven't checked that out, go check out that video now because it's very important. So once you've learned how to optimize your environment, you can then manipulate specific aspects, whether it's uh, everything you do with the attention, let's say you have... Okay, family time is very important, but you can't just get rid of it because it's a waste of time. Now, we have to delegate time. So how we can delegate time to that? That could be, okay, well, every Sunday, family and I go on a walk on the beach. Well, I can't really do that, but makes this personal. Have purpose, right? The intention behind something. So why are you having family time? Well, you know that family time is good for you. You know that if you weren't doing that, your family wouldn't support you right? That's helping you get where you want to because you realize that you need your family on your side to get where you want to go. Therefore, you have to spend time with your family, right? Okay. In your busy schedule, spending time with your family may not be seen as beneficial. Although we can establish that actually having your family with you, supporting you in the journey of which you want to go down, that is important. Therefore, you delegate time to spend time with your family. It's these types of things where you bring that awareness to seeing how you can delegate your time, where the highest ROI is of your time. And that's actually another future episode that I'm going to be talking about is how we see our lives and how we use our time and energy as currency, which is going to be interesting when I'm actually pretty keen to do that. But what we're doing there is we're engineering our environment. Okay. So making sure that you have the right people around you, of course, it's a given, just like the Friends uh, episode. Actually, maybe that was the last episode that we released. But you've got to start manipulating your environment. You need to have the habits that can help you get where you want. That could be, let's say, it's your, your I guess, it's individual for every single person. But we can say that for me, for example, my non-negotiables every single day, training, mental work, strength work, stretching. These four things, we could add nutrition in there. These these five things, right, that I do, these are non-negotiables. I have to do these every single day. These are habits at this point. I, I don't know what it looks like not to do these things. So I have my environment and my matrix so altered to pushing me forwards, right? This, this is like a, it's a tunnel vision that you have to have. 
You have to be so focused in doing these specific things every single day that's in second nature. This is your matrix. You are confined to your own matrix set. And it sounds boring. It's not fun. Not many people will do it. Not many people should do it. But the people who want to get to the very top, I can guarantee you right now, they're doing it. Because if you want to get to the top, you have to sacrifice a lot, okay? You have to sacrifice the things that you want to do and you have to start doing more of the things that you don't want to do. We know that the world is very hard competitors and you've got people doing the stuff that you don't want to do because they have to, then you're going to be behind them. So when there's people working more than you, it's pretty evident they're going to get ahead of you. They've got their matrix down packed. Maybe it's not even as down packed as ours. Maybe it's as down packed as mine. I think that I've probably got one of the best in the world. Genuinely. I don't know that many other people would have as good as a matrix as I do because I have, as I said, I have engineered my environment. It's gone through trial and error, very specific time and effort into this. But I know that every single day I'm getting closer to where I want to go. All right, the next topic that we're talking about is setting intentional boundaries and restrictions. So what that looks like is assessments and evaluations. Now, assessments and evaluations of what's helping you and what's not. So we can, we can speak about that as being strategical limitations, purposeful constraints, uh, deliberate boundaries and control parameters. So we need to find out what works and what doesn't. That could be for you. It could be, you know, that waking up early works for you. Okay, that's good. Write that down. You could see that why does waking up early work for you? Let's say it's giving you that momentum. You assess that, you evaluate it. Is it giving me the right momentum? Maybe it's not giving me the right momentum because at the end of the day, maybe I feel like I've completed everything and I put tools down. Maybe I need time pressure. So you start to assess and evaluate all these specific things that help you. You've got to find what helps you and what doesn't. Then what you're wasting your time on as well. And this is what I spoke about again in the 24 hours that we have. You have to get rid of these things. Okay. You need to unlock your, your potential with purposeful actions. That's a very, yeah, it, it's, it's a very powerful thing, I guess. Uh, at the end of the day, the world is our library and it's filled with knowledge and opportunities. And basically we need to keep the good and ditch the bad. So refine the practices that we have and you need to master those habits and the, the intentional boundaries to watch the success unfold. So for, for doing that, right, understanding, I think, I think maybe the best thing to do actually is, is actually just writing it down. So if you're going to write down all of the things right now, what helps you? What doesn't? Now, again, I'm going to probably do another episode on balance and why I don't believe in balance when you're trying to get to the top. So you need to write down all of the things of which you do right now as little as brushing your teeth as little as waking up to go to the bathroom at the middle of the night as little as what's the first thing you do when you wake up what's the last thing you do before you go to bed all of these little things of which you repeat day in and day out 
you need to write them down and give them, let's say, a score. Anything under seven in terms of helping you, 10 being really helps you to where you want to go, and anything under seven being it, it tears you down or is maybe, let's say, not as helpful as something else, then get rid of it. Okay? When you're thinking of someone sculpting, you, you're getting rid of all of the bad. So you have to set strategical limitations. Now, that can be people with their time, where do they invest their time, whether it's into something that doesn't give you a high, high ROI. It could be, uh, I, have a, I have a job, right? This is not me, this is not a person I don't, but let's say I am, hypothetically, I have a job and I am saving up for a new car. Do I need that new car? Is it helping me getting closer to my goals? Or if I invested my time into training more, would that car come naturally as a byproduct to me getting a contract because I am training more? So if I am training more and not working at a job and I'm getting better as a footballer, which is getting me close to that professional contract, as soon as I get that professional contract, the job and the money that I've earned from my job outside of the football is severely outweighed by the profit that you've made from football so also of course you don't want to become a professional worker you may want to become a professional footballer of course i'm going to be giving you these personal anecdotes with football because it's more relatable for myself but you can also get to change this with any uh pathway which you want to go down and whichever job you want to go down so if you're able to let's say delegate the time become aware of what has the highest roi whether it's you putting your time into this so that you get more out of that, you have to bring this awareness around it. So writing down in your list the things, as I said, I think anything, anything above seven, you keep. Anything below, you get rid of. So you're just refining even more. And once you have those, those let's say, let's say it's a list of 50 things, maybe even less. Maybe you can't even get 50 down. Let's, however many you have there, you keep. I would honestly say the less the better because the more you have, the more confusing it gets. You kind of lose track. I think that starting with habits, especially if you're just starting out, I guess we can say that as well. So if something isn't second nature already, then keep it simple. If it's second nature, you can start to allocate things. You can start to add things. You can start to do more. But if it isn't second nature, don't have too much on your plate because you will just give up. And... You know, I'm, I'm all for not giving up, but people who are at the very beginning will typically give up because there is too much. So be selective with your regulations. Find out what helps you and what doesn't. Write it down, as I said. This is the best way to get awareness on it. Then you'll start to realize where your time and your effort is going. You need to stop doing this. You need to start doing that. Now, maybe you have never done that before. And maybe this could be a third column on your list. Maybe I, I need to start doing this so I can get better at this. That could be, okay, I notice that my attention. Whenever I want to do something, I look here and then my attention goes there all of a sudden. I can't keep my focus. What can I do? On that third column, you can start listing things that can help you get closer, right? So the limitations and boundaries can also be making sure that they help you stay in alignment with that. 
So it's not just the getting a rib. It could also be adding. I would say most of the things for me, it would be at this point getting a root because I've tried most things. Now I'm not completely ignorant to know that I haven't tried everything. I would, I, I haven't tried everything. Although I will try a lot of things and I have tried a lot of things, but now because I know the things that give me a very good return, maybe it's not worth me. Now it is worth me, but maybe to the level of which you might be doing it, experimenting would have a lower risk for you, for someone just starting out than someone who is more experienced in it because as soon as I start stopping doing the things that I know work for me and let's say this thing really doesn't work for me and I start doing that more and I, I was doing it as an experiment to find out what healthy and what doesn't and that really might hinder me so I have to start being very selective with what I do although I think when you get to where I am right now you have a gut feeling of what will work and what doesn't work because you, you've gone through most of the things, right? You can understand human psychology. You can understand the basics, right? You know how you work as an individual. You know all of these different things. So I think that with experience, you become smarter, obviously. At the beginning, start slow, start easy, progress. Assess what works for you and assess what doesn't work. Do the things that help you and I think it's simple as to stop wasting your time because don't do the things that give you a low return on an investment. Your energy is a currency. So spend it wisely. Simply put, do all the things that will help you get to where you are and get rid of everything else that pulls you away. It's as simple as identifying, as simple as being aware. Of course, there is a component of action you need to take. Now, that action is on you. I can only do so much. I can only give you the awareness. I can only give you the the tools to help you get the awareness, although the action's up to you at the end of the day. So whether you stick by your parameters, whether you stick to your limitations and boundaries, it's up to you. I can tell you what's good for you. I can tell you what's bad for you. Actually, I can't tell you that. Only you can tell you that. I can recommend things. I can give you personal experience for what works for me. Might not work for you. Therefore, you have to do all the work. All right. The next thing that we're going to go on to is selective associations, all right? So, this is pretty similar to the last episode that I did with the, uh, the allies versus friends. So, I guess what, what, I've, what I've written down here for the main topics is allies are more valuable than traditional friendships as they actively support your goals and share a common vision. If you didn't watch the last episode, then you would know how you can nurture relationships to be allies rather than friendship. And just to summarize, I guess, the friendship versus ally. Friends are more of a emotional bond, I guess you could say. Allies are more of a rewarding bond. So the effort and time that you give to an ally, typically the transaction is in alignment with where you want to go where a friendship is an emotional basis right maybe you just want to have fun maybe you just want to spend time together maybe it's a long it's a long family bond that your family's had together and you just like to spend time with each other. that's that's it's unto you to decide but i know that allies are better than friends for me right the friends that i spend time with that i don't have a direct ally relationship with I would say 
I have very good friendships with. Although even then, I think that the things that we talk about, the way that we interact, I would even still say that them, I, I treat them more like allies. I would say that most of the people in my life now are allies. I have very, very few friends. I, I honestly wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I have more than five. Now, allies, I've got a lot more. Friends, where I purely spend just time with them to have fun, although that's not what I do with them. Typically, I'll just see them, go out for lunch, something like that. That's all I would do. Nothing more, nothing less. We'll keep it as that. That's as far as my friendship goes. I'm okay with that. If they aren't, then they don't need to be my friends, but that's how I want to be. Therefore, they have to adjust, and if not, they're gone. Simple. I like the friends that I have. I think that, you know, they're nice, they're good, they're good to me, but the allies are really important. The allies give me a bond. Like just then, effort, time, and nurture relationships, they give me advice. They give me training help, you know, I train with them. They give me mentorship. We talk, we talk about good things. They're getting close to my goals. It's curated connections, right? I curate the connections of which I have to get me close to where I want to go. And they understand that. I understand that. We have the same relationship. I help them with this. They help me with that. We both bring each other up. The next thing that I want to talk about, about the selective associations, is the allies can also provide perspective because they may be further ahead, they may be further behind you. Both are helpful. You can help them get up to your level, which then helps you get beyond because you understand from a secondary perspective what works for others. You might be able to see that this works for them, this doesn't work for you. Okay? It's a secondary opinion. It's a secondary, let's say, um, assessment. It's a, it's a, it's good to have things that disrupt your own thought patterns. It's good to have a, you, you don't want confirmation bias all the time because as much as you change, your actions will as well. And if you change and your actions don't, then the actions won't be the same every time. So you have to do, you have to constantly evolve. You have to constantly refine. Now that's not easy to do. It, it has, you need a lot of self-awareness there, but that's what allies can help you with as well. So you need to foster those relationships with your allies. It will accelerate your progress, increase your self-awareness, and you will have a network of individuals who are like-minded that will help propel you to where you want to go. It will help propel them to where you want to, to where they want to go. And when you have such a good uh, group of people around you who are highly successful and you're at the top, then I would much rather that than having just a bunch of friends. I could really envision having some really good people around me at the highest level. And that would be amazing because we're all at that level. We can all share insights. We can all give valuable little things here and there. I, I, I think that that's a very, very, it's a very good way to do it. And I think that you need to unlock the power of allies because allies are far beyond just a mere friendship. Have, you have shared goals. You have active support. You know, your allies are, are transactional bonds that elevate you to where you want to go and elevate them to where they want to go. So 
gained perspective, it's specialized wisdom, and they give you the accountability and growth to accelerate where you want to go. Now, that's the most important thing. It's accelerating where you want to go. All right, so the next thing that we can talk about is aligning your actions with your goals. Now, I think that this also goes in quite nicely with the morals of which you should have. Now, again, I'm going to do another episode on your morals. And I have three morals. I could add know already professionalism, dedication, and effort. Your morals should be the parameters of your matrix in terms of how you act. Everything you do should be with feed X, Y, and Z. For me, the utmost professionalism, the utmost dedication, and the utmost effort. Within my matrix, everything that I do is confined within these parameters. Purpose-driven actions and staying in alignment with your three models keeps your matrix intact. This is important for you to understand how you worked, also for you to get confidence on how you act, how you need to present yourself, how you want to be as an individual. These three things will keep you in alignment with your vision. When you start to deter from these three things, you start to realize you're not going where you want to go. You start to realize that when I don't do this, I don't get the reward of which I thought it does. That can build a stronger affinity to those morals where you start to realize, wow, if I really stop acting like a professional, that I'm not going to be getting where I want. So if you start to tear from them, you probably realize how important they were in the first place, who you are as an individual. When you start to know who you are as an individual, you start to bulletproof your confidence. You start to be unshakable. When someone tells you this, you don't believe it because you know the truth. You know who you really are. When someone says that you can't do this or they believe that you're this and you reflect on yourself and think, am I really that? Well, I know that I'm not actually that. Therefore, anything that they say about me is actually proof that they don't know me well enough. So when someone doesn't know you well enough and they're criticizing you, you then don't value that criticism as much because you only see that as noise. And when you start seeing it as noise because it doesn't align with who you know you are, then you really start to become unshakable. You need to do the things that align with your morals to confirm that those morals are actually you, to confirm that's how you act, all of these things. That's how you get in that confined matrix of your parameters and your, in your goals. Helps you get closer. Staying within that is very important. So to tap into your moral compass, you need to keep the matrix intact and live by your parameters every single day. It's simple. Act professional. Act with the utmost dedication, with the utmost effort. Align with your actions. Align with your beliefs. And those three models will guide you, right? Embrace your values and stay true to the matrix of which you've made. Okay, this this matrix is, if, if, if you base your matrix on those three models that you have, then your matrix becomes unshakable. When someone tells you, no, you should be doing it this way, you know that, no, I should be doing it this way because this is what works for me. So when your matrix becomes unshakable, 
when you become unshakable, then all of this external becomes noise. You know what works. You do what works. You're going to get where you want to go. If you are so convicted in, in your parameters, then you will get where you want to go. It's, it's tunnel vision and it's, it's the intentional execution that gets you there. So you have purpose behind the morals. You have purpose behind the parameters of which you confine your matrixing. At the end of the day, as, a, as the whole message, it, even just the definition of a matrix itself, it's helping you, well, it's, it's a confinement of within specific parameters. And, and when you can find your parameters to be only beneficial things to where you want to go, you will understand how important that is. Now, I think that when you're starting out, creating your own matrix probably won't have that unshakable confidence because you won't have necessarily things that will be evidence for your, you know, your moral compass and, and these specific things. You won't have direct evidence as someone who's been doing it for five years. Therefore, you have to, every day, become aware of how you are acting within those morals, right? So the next, and I believe last component, is overcoming challenges. Now, again, I say this a lot, but I'm going to make another video on this as well. So it's going to be on delusion. Now... You have to have a level of operated delusion, I believe, for success. That has to be there. But I won't talk about it too much. What I'm going to go into is how overcoming challenges will help you stay within your matrix. Because if you truly believe that you can do it, whatever the obstacle, whatever obstacle comes in your way along your path, you know that you can still get to where you want to go. And you understand that there is more than one way to get where you want to go. And that genuine trust in God, in his plan, in, in what you're doing, you'll get where you deserve. And therefore, you never stop. If you truly believe that God's got you, and then you're doing the due diligence work to get where you want to go, then whatever happens is merely just an obstacle. And it doesn't matter what it is, you can get beyond it, right? So if you can get beyond anything, then that level of delusion that you can truly get beyond anything, whether it's a 10-year injury, something ridiculous, right? If you truly believe that within your matrix, you can get to where you want to go, then you, you, you'll get where you want to go. Even if you don't, at least you know that you gave your best. So that's where the delusion comes in. You need to know that even if you don't get where you want to go, you'll be grateful that you did try everything. So it's, it is unrealistic because let's say there is a 10 year injury and you can't even play football ever again, right? You have to forget about that because then you have excuses. Get rid of the excuses. Have the highest level of delusion that you really can get to where you want to go. And I'm, I guarantee that if you, if you live that, that delusion that's really propelling you forwards, you will have a much higher likelihood and chances of getting to where you want to go than the next person who doesn't have that level of delusion. So understand that that level of delusion is needed. Now, what I have here is that you need to also understand that there isn't just one way of doing it. So you need to understand that if one door closes, open the next. 
it's not always another one will open. I don't truly believe that if one door closes, another one will open because you do have to do the work to open the next door. So that isn't just one way of doing it. And if you are a true cleaner, we've talked about them relentless or on the relentless series, which you probably have heard as well. Then when you truly believe in that parameter, then you will get to where you want. And again, that level of delusion that maybe it, it, it might not, but you're better off for believing it. So believe it. So you got to understand that there isn't just one way of doing it. Now, that that comes with adversity navigation. You do have to understand how you can get over those obstacles. And it's not as just simple as, you know, oh, okay, I've broken my leg. I'll still be a professional footballer tomorrow. You still have to navigate that adversity. You still have to be better for that that setback. You want to you want to fall forwards, not not be set back because of it. You know, you have to build that sustenance. It's a it's a process, but you have to have agile responses in place to make sure that you have these these things in your toolbox to get to where you want to go. Now, that's actually kind of the end of what I wanted to talk about, and it's a shorter episode for you guys, although. I hope that you can actually take away the things of, of let's, let's just say for the matrix itself, right? I talked about it in the beginning, how, you know, escape the matrix, make your matrix, make your own matrix for success. Now, the term of escape the matrix and the term that I'm using about, you know, build your own matrix, they're not the same thing. What I'm saying is that this matrix for yourself is going to help you get to where you want to go. It is the complete opposite of the cliche of escaping the matrix, right? Build your own matrix. When you stay in alignment with your matrix parameters, you then understand how you work as an individual. You understand how others perceive you. You understand so much more about yourself. You start to become more confident. You start to become unshakable. People say this, you do this. You stick to what you do. You know what works for you, you stick to it, right? Those five things that I mentioned, now, there could be more. Maybe it's not as much as I have here. But these are the things that I think that will help you start to build your own matrix. Now, again, as I've said, and as I've said again and again and again, a lot of times this episode, you need to take action. I can only give you the awareness. I can only give you the education. I can only give you the personal anecdotes. I can give you the relation, but I can't make you do something. The incentive is there. This is the blueprint. This will help you to where you want to go. And if you don't believe me as an individual, I think it's pretty evident from what I have said here that even if it's, I don't know, 50% wrong and 50% right, it makes sense to how it could work, you know? I am using basic human psychology. I am using basic knowledge, foundational anecdotes to tell you that this is a blueprint to get where you want to go. So do with it what you will. I can recommend taking notes, taking action from what I listed. It's the only way to actually make a change. Now, 99% of you listening to this who aren't in their own matrix. You won't do anything about this. About 1%? I believe in me. You'll probably get where you want to go. You'll be closer 
to where you want to go by doing the action than if you weren't. So you know what? If you show me, if you send me a message and you show me the, you know, the works that you've done, I believe in you. Because I know what's in here and what I've said works. So I believe in you. Take action. To that 1% of people who might, who might, look, it might even be less than 1%. For those people who do, send me a message. I want to say it. Right. I believe in you. If you truly are about it, for that 99% of people who are just going to listen to this episode and do nothing about it, maybe they should get a bit more aware on it. You're not about it. You're truly not about it because, you know, this is the stuff that the top don't tell you. Right? When you see me at five times at the top, already at a very good level, and you think, how did he get there? You'll know that this is how. The people who are at the top now, they didn't do this. They didn't do what we're doing right now. They're not telling you the secrets. I'm telling you the secrets. These are the secrets. Act on them. Do them. If you don't, think you can only regret it. And if you don't want to leave a stone on table, if you don't want to regret, regret all the things that you didn't do, it's as simple as being in that 1% of people. Stuff, take that action. Simple.